Greetings. Welcome to the How We Do Digital Ministry Podcast. I'm Christopher Harris, founder of Faith Growth. You can find us online at faithgrowth.com, where we help our church clients build their digital presence and engage with their communities online. On this podcast, I have a conversation with a church leader and ask them how they do digital ministry in their own community. Today, I am talking with Pastor Jennifer Shaw. Pastor Jen, please introduce yourself and tell us how you do digital ministry. Thank you, Christopher. It's uh, great to be here with you today. I'm very appreciative of, uh, of the time to, to chat about digital ministry. Yes, I am Pastor Jennifer Shaw. It is my joy and privilege to serve as pastor at St. John's Lutheran Church in Palm Desert, California, which uh, January will be six years that I have been with St. John's. It is uh, my first call, uh, as we say. Before that, I did a variety of interesting things. I was at Blockbuster uh, Video. There's a throwback for you. Uh, <laughs> I worked at Barnes & Noble Booksellers. I worked at Lakeshore Learning Store. Um, yes, I was a tour guide at Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, the whole other story. But I'm so grateful um, to have felt God's call into ministry and to be serving at St. John's and to... Uh, most of all, just be serving uh, with a wonderful group of people and fulfilling our mission to know Christ and make Christ known. That's what it's all about. So that's a little bit about me. And how do we do digital ministry? I'm very grateful that pre-COVID, we had already started making moves in that direction. Um, things as simple maybe as going to Google Docs so we could share documents remotely. We were already live streaming, thanks be to God. So there was a lot we didn't have to figure out um, when COVID sort of forced just about everybody into uh, remote worship or online worship or some form of digital worship um, as people could. And we were already kind of updating our software and our hardware to streamline our, our operations. So I'm grateful that we were sort of moving in that direction, seeing the importance of that before it became so vital in the life of the church. And then, of course, after COVID and when COVID came, we, we really were very intentional about keeping connections through a lot of different online and digital means. I worked really hard to update our email distribution list and really... Uh, value email communications. And of course, we continued and amplified and expanded our live stream for worship, dove into Zoom, just like, you know, just everybody else. Uh, you know, it's, it's a thing that, you know, it's just part of our world now. And, and so really building on the foundation that we already had, which I'm very grateful for. And, you know, I, I could go on and on, but I'm sure that'll be part of our yeah, well, but, there's yeah. a lot for us to, to jump into. Um, and I've been excited to one of the reasons to let our uh, let our listeners know one of the reasons that I'm excited to have Pastor Jen on the show today is that uh, St. John's and Pastor Jen are a client of Faith Growth. And we've been working together on, on some of their um, newer initiatives, some of the things that uh, that have built on top of what she just shared. And so we'll get into all that. Um, because they're, they're doing some exciting things out there in the desert, literally in the desert. One of the first questions I love to ask all of our guests, you know, as we're in this online world, I, I you know, I, I'd like to start with a story about where have you seen God at work in online or a place that you've encountered God? Uh, is there a story that you can share with us about that? 
yeah, quite a few. But let me think what, you know, what kind of comes to mind and, and stands out, I think is how digital ministry has allowed us prior to, during, and hopefully as we emerge into post-COVID, um, to, to keep connection. You know, it, it's, for example, in the desert, in Palm Desert, we have a lot of what we call snowbirds, uh, people who are with us in the beautiful winter months and then go back to um, Canada or the Midwest or wherever during the, the summer that can be, you know, quite warm here in the desert. And generally, I would not necessarily have a whole lot of contact with those snowbirds during the summer because they're at their uh, home churches or the churches in their locations and they're receiving pastoral care from, from those folks. But what using digital means did, for example, Zoom, was it allowed me to see a Canadian couple, couple every week on Zoom because they could come to our Bible study. Um, and I wouldn't have had that connection during the summer if, if they were just at home in Canada. I have had people who I don't know who they are, but they've sent me notes about how much they appreciate the sermons and the worship services and the music and, and what St. John's is providing from all over the country, honestly, and people I wouldn't have known before. I don't know that they would have heard our message, obviously. And so it's that connectivity with people we might not necessarily have been in touch with or not, not to that extent that we are now. So I think the main the main thing, well, really the main thing, it's all about relationship, right? Relationship mm -hmm. with Christ and relationship with each other. So it's different, but it's also very wonderful to be building those relationships and having that ministry take place and touching base with people that I wouldn't have known otherwise. So I think God is definitely working in that. Really is. I agree. It's about the relationships. And then, the, and then this is enabling technology that is, is enabling new ways to have more relationships. And, and then geography is not a factor anymore. And you can yeah. stay close with the snowbirds and get to know some other new people. I, mm -hmm. I really like that. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, like, I, like you mentioned, y'all are, you know, pre-pandemic, y'all are headed this way a little bit. Um, and so the church had made it a priority. The other thing I, I know, um, you, you know, y'all are not, you're more of a medium sized church, I would assume. And so you're not huge, but, you, but what I, what impresses me is you have a very strong staff and not all the staff is full time, but, um, you know, they're committed to this as well. Like what I, what I see is that your whole staff is committed to moving in this direction. Um, and it's, so it's not just you or not just, you know, the youth minister or something like that, which in some churches I see that. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how A, you've, you know, gotten the staff all on board and B, kind of how have you found the opportunities to bring in some part-time staff to really help in these areas? Because uh, I think that would be helpful for some of our listeners that they're always looking, you know, how do I build a team, uh, you know, to do the digital ministry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am so grateful and very blessed to have the leadership team that I do, both the staff and the council, mm -hmm. um, you know, because the council in our in our polity, in our practice, the council is a, a very obviously uh, essential part of the leadership of the church. 
And I think the primary piece to that is really visioning. As a pastor, it's really important to me to try and be open to the Holy Spirit and where the Holy Spirit is leading and how we can proclaim the gospel, which is what, again, we're all about. So where is the spirit moving? Where is the spirit moving us specifically? What can St. John's do um, that maybe other churches can't do? What's the need that we can fill? What's the, what's the way in which we can proclaim the message that's going to resonate with somebody um, so that they will have that deeper relationship with Christ? And so for me, I think in the leadership role as the pastor, it's really important to cast the vision mm-hmm. and to explain why. Why, why is digital ministry important? Why do, why do we want to see this as a mission field? You know, if people are there, that's where Jesus went. That's where we're to go. And people are online. So it's a mission field. So how do we, how do we speak into that area and, and, and proclaim Christ? Um, God's already at work. You know, God's already there. The spirit's already there. Um, so how do we how do we go and fulfill that great commission to to share the love and the message of Jesus in that seeing that as a mission field? So I think it's casting that vision, helping folks understand um, that it is all about to know Christ and make Christ known and doing that in a kind of new and different way. That is certainly a learning edge for me as well. I uh, was not previously that much on social media. It's it's certainly not my comfort zone, but Again, that's why I'm really grateful to have a team around me um, to have to have what, what we uh, created a new position called social media coordinator. And we're so blessed to have uh, an individual who is really gifted in those areas. So, again, it's not something that I have to know how to do, but to inspire people who know how to do it um, to serve to serve God and God's people in, in St. John's. So I think it's casting the vision, it, explaining why this is an area of focus, and then being open to trying new things, uh, being open to going outside of my comfort level, certainly in our comfort level, and and hopefully it was an attitude of grace that, well, we think this is what we should be doing, but it didn't go like we planned, so we learn from it, and we move on and, and try and do it better next time, or you know, do something different next time. I like that. Um, you know, kind of the, the three things you mentioned there, setting the vision and getting the, the help uh, that you need and then kind of not being afraid to experiment and get a little bit out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, and I think those are really three good principles. And um, and I can even see how they've served y'all well, uh, you know, having the chance to walk with y'all a little bit since the beginning of the year, um, you know, and and so I would, you know, tell our listeners and maybe you can expand on this a little bit is like, y'all have not, you know, it's just that you kind of, like you said, you've cast that vision and then you've kind of listened to your people, to your staff, and y'all have kind of just started trying things because you know where you're headed, but you haven't necessarily rolled out any one huge thing all at once. It's just been little steps, little steps and figuring it out and getting better and getting better and then adding to it. Um, and, you know, cause sometimes I think people don't even know where to start. Uh, and so really, you know, y'all just cast a vision, you kind of started wherever you could, and then, uh, you know, just slowly added to it. Can you kind of just say something about that process that it really is just kind of, you know, it's slow, and it's iterative, and you just get better over time. And can you talk a little bit about how that's worked for y'all? Um, and so maybe people listening can glean from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
And obviously that's been the process that we've been working with you on really clarifying priorities. Certainly part of it is clarifying priorities because in the midst of all of this, of course, as a church, as a church leader, um, there's still all the, the regular stuff we need to do. There's still all the in-person ministry that is happening that is very important. So you do in a way have to decide where you want to put your time and resources um, because, um, you know, you want to make sure that you want to make sure you're not burning people out, that you're expecting too much, that you're pushing too hard, that you are working with people where they are, staff and council and congregation. You know, there's, there are, I, I have, as many people do, uh, an older congregation, certainly older people in my congregation, and this is a brave new world for all of them. So sort of helping them in the process and helping them not feel kind of left behind if they're not, you know, technically versant. So, for example, we had an event, we called it Rally Day 2021, kind of old school, and we did a hybrid model. We, we had it in person. But we also did it online uh, via Zoom, and we we worked really hard. And again, thanks be to God for the staff that can manage that technology to to make sure everybody felt included. So it is prioritizing, it is clarifying, and then yeah, it's okay. Well, we already had a Facebook page, so for example, we're working with you. Well, let's launch a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We had set up an Instagram account probably years ago. We never used it all right, well, let's start being intentional about what and how and when we're going to post on Instagram and appreciating, for example, that it's a very visual medium. I'm more of a words person Uh, as a pastor. I love words, but I, and I still think words are very important, obviously, (laughs) but you know, it's a visual medium. We do live in a visual age, age and there are visual learners. So again, a little bit out of my comfort zone, looking at the visuals, um, you know, and how do we want to put that out there? So we already had the account, but then when do we want to, you know, having a calendar, having an actual schedule of what do we want to post when? And so we were already live streaming, but, you know, for example, we, we went to recording services when we went, you know, back to in-person services. And sometimes people ask, isn't that a lot of work because you could just live stream your in-person worship. And I, have answered that, you know, we could, but it's a different experience. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when we record a worship service that's going to go online, I can look into the camera. I can, I can, I can connect with the people who will be watching later, as opposed to it's sort of this floating camera that just captures everything. And when I'm in in person, I can focus on the people who are there in person. And I'm not distracted by, you know, what's the camera catching. So it's really building on the things that we were already doing in an intentional way, having the calendar, having a schedule, and really trying to create uh, a worshipful experience and an enriching experience for everybody who's part of our community. Yeah, because that's what I have seen. And I mean, this is one of the things that we've worked together on is like, okay, so we're going to, we want to try something new. We need to kind of, what is success going to look like? What is going to be that plan? So it becomes sustainable that it's not just say Pastor Jen or your social media coordinator all the time, that there's a procedure that we can get empower volunteers and other people. And, you know, you mentioned, for instance, you know, doing your hybrid um, rally day 2021. And I know when y'all were sharing with me kind of the wins from that event, 
you know, a lot of it was that there was three staff people helping do different aspects of the technology. Uh, so, it, you know, and that was a key thing. What didn't fall on all your shoulders to worry about the Zoom, you know, so it really allowed you to just focus on, I can interact directly to the camera some of the time, directly to the people in the room some of the time. And then you had um, the other staff people kind of managing other aspects and making sure to do comments. And then somebody even sharing video uh, and pictures from in the room into some other networks. And so, you know, it, if you do a little pre-planning, it's easy to say, okay, now we can get a team together. And then that takes some of the anxiety off of just being that one person. Um, and that's what I think I've watched y'all do this last year with all your new initiatives from, you know, that, that hybrid event was one to, like you mentioned, um, Instagram, uh, you know, going into that big time, which has really been fun to watch. And, you know, and even some of the plans that I know y'all have coming up for Advent, um, you know, and I guess that's what I want to, what I want our listeners to take away from this conversation is the, you know, two years ago, though, you were not there, you set the vision, and you've slowly been getting your people on board, pandemic helped speed things up. And then you kind of slowly assembled a team. Um, and together as a team, y'all kind of figure this out. Um, and then you're just doing a little bit and you kind of figure that out. And then you add to it. Um, formula for success there. <laughs> right. Anyways, that, that's my commentary on what you said uh, for our listeners. Uh, but yeah. So tell us, I mean, just, you know, I think sometimes it's helpful to learn from something that, you know, failures and anything. Have y'all had maybe a digital ministry failure or just something that didn't go that well that you learned from, you know, lessons learned, you know? Mm. That's a great question. Um, huh. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, I guess it's good that it's taken me a moment to, to think about where <laughs> we didn't yeah. Uh, where we didn't do that. So, well, you know, we didn't. I, I think one of the things that, that does come to mind is um, the pre-planning that you're talking about, because we did have a couple instances early on when we were live streaming on YouTube and we didn't realize that our computer, our laptop that we were using had done an update. And so we, you know, we get in there, right? We get in there on Sunday morning and the computer is insisting on updating when we're trying to go live, you know, in the, at the point when we're trying to live stream, which was, of course, very stressful for me and for the team, because at this point, that's, you know, we're not meeting in person. And if it doesn't go out on YouTube, it's, it's not it's not happening. Yeah. So we sort of learned to look after the hardware and the software and everything that was involved pre event so that we don't we don't have something like that happen um, that we have to scramble and sort of post on Facebook. We'll be with you soon. That whole thing. So um, preparedness. Now there's some things you can't prepare for. I mean, glitches happen. Yeah. We all know. And then for me, it's important to, I'm very aware of being that sort of non-anxious presence and just handling that with a, as much grace and, and humor, honestly, as, as you can. I, I hope and I think everybody understands things happen. Yeah. I think it's how you respond to them. I think it's how you handle them that, that really matter. So, yeah, we 
we uh, we had a couple of those hiccups a, a little early on, and that taught us about just it's the little things you can miss that can make a big difference. Yeah. So so many hands make light work. You live and you learn, and you you know you try and do it better next time. And um, I just wanted to add too. We've talked about the staff for whom I'm very grateful, but there's also there's also volunteers. Oh, yeah. You know, there's also bringing in. So for one example is we now have a volunteer. We realized something else we sort of learned is that when we went back to in-person worship, a lot of our energy went to in-person worship and we no longer really had anybody who was managing the, the online worship. So we realized, oh, we need someone to look after that. Well, of course, a lot of us are, are there present in the building leading in-person worship. So we found a volunteer who is very technically savvy and, and very invested and, and was already posting and commenting. And now she's our volunteer who hosts the chat and the comments during our online worship on Sunday morning. So she's looking for, hey, the feed didn't go up or there was this glitch or, or whatever. And she gives yeah. us feedback. And she's also there to invite people into the conversation while I and some of the rest of us are, are focusing on in-person worship at that time. She gets to focus on kind of that ministry of hospitality online yeah, she does. and yeah, as well as she, you have eyes and ears if there's a problem uh, to get mm -hmm. that fixed as well. So now the yeah. awesome addition. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of goes to one of the points we've made several times is just you're approaching it. I, I don't know everything and we're going to kind of just keep iterating to make it better. And so we're going to run into a glitch. And like you said, it's how you respond. It's not, it's not that you're not going to have a problem. It's how you respond. And sometimes that's just doing it better next time or having a new plan and doing it with grace and humor. I, I, I like, you know, that non-anxious presence you mentioned. I like that. Yeah. Um, no wise advice. Thank you. Um, anything, you know, kind of what has been your favorite, uh, you know, maybe, you know, like, initiative or has there just been something that was a real highlight a real win that y'all have done in the last couple of years uh, as you have moved into the digital space i think working with the team i think watching particularly the staff because a lot of that does fall on their shoulders and particularly um you know, the, the team, that the staff that meets together every week, that's our, our youth minister and our music directors and, and choir director and our social media coordinator and administrative assistant, um, you know, shout out to all of them and, and the council and the volunteers. I think it's been a joy as hard as it has been. And, and we all know it's been incredibly hard to watch people continue to be inspired and continue to step up. And continue to say, you know, I, ugh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if this is going to work, but we're going to try it and it's going to be okay. And the energy and the talent and the perseverance that this brought out in, in our staff, in our council, in our congregation, um, which I know, you know, which I know maybe hasn't been everyone's experience. It's been a tough year, yeah. but I'm so grateful to, to be at St. John's and to have seen people really do just amazing work in a very difficult time and really step up and figure it out and do the best we can. And that, you know, that's the first thing that comes to mind is how inspired I've been 
by our congregation, by our staff, by our council, by our ministry leaders, just the just the grace and and really positivity and in, in inspiration that they'd shown um, through a very difficult time. And, and leading leading a congregation and a team like that is is a real gift. And so I'm very grateful for that. I think I think in all these different forms of ministry, just that ministry continued, you know, that we just kept sharing the grace of God and doing the best we can. And that is that is a real gift. And mm-hmm. you know, and it reminds me or or what it makes me also think of is, you know, one of the things that I like to teach churches, you know, there is the, you know, grass is greener on the other side syndrome. Yeah. Easy to see what other churches are doing online. I mean, it's, it's, it's much easier than even sure. down the road, because literally we could go click play and, and see what they're doing. But, you know, but there's that core tenet of ministry that um, it's the gifts that God is, I mean, what makes St. John unique and everybody listening, what makes your parish unique is the people that God have called together to be the manifestation of Christ in that place. And mm-hmm. so those are unique gifts that are unique only to you. Um, and then find, and then, hey, and then if you have that kind of that posture of, okay, this is crazy, but we're going to try and we're going to remain, try to remain faithful. Um, then it, then, you know, sometimes hopefully, I mean, not everybody, like you said, but uh, in y'all's case, y'all have had those opportunities mm-hmm. of people really stepping up and, you know, seeing that grace and seeing people's gifts really sharing and continuing to do ministry. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's awesome. What a gift. It uh, is, indeed. <laughs> so um, we are just about out of time, which is always so sad, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I have one last question that I thought I would <laughs> ask and just, uh, you know, what... What is a piece of advice uh, that you might share with your uh, fellow pastor colleagues or fellow church leaders? You know, what is, you know, some wisdom that you might want to impart with them as far as digital ministry goes? Mm -hmm. I think I'm starting to feel like a broken record, but I (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, I think it's, well, I think the primary thing is just you know, stick, stick with the mission. You know, again, I'm so grateful. It was already our mission statement before I started at St. John's and, uh, you know, to know Christ and make Christ known. I think in digital ministry, as in any ministry, you know, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. What, what's the reason? What's the, what's the hope? What's the expectation? And, you know, of course, in digital ministry, the hope and expectation is that we, we share the gospel. And so I think being clear about that can cut through a lot of clutter and noise um, in terms of what expectations might be. You know, do we want to have a, a, a worship experience online that, it, that that looks good, that communicates well, that is is technically proficient? Of course we do, but that all serves preaching the gospel. You know, word and sacrament that all serves that, and so having that goal really, I think, brings clarity and inspiration to to everything else. So I would say just remember the mission. And then when you're launching something new, keep in mind how this serves the mission. And and yeah, I I do believe online is a mission field. A lot of people are on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and and TikTok and, and all those other places. So that, if that's a mission field, how do we fulfill our mission? Yeah. And and 
boy, you know, getting help, getting as many people around you as you can to, to, you know, to carry that, to carry that ministry forward because pastors can't, we can't do it on our own, uh, nor should we try to. There are a lot of people with a lot of gifts around you. I know, and I know they are around me and it's a joy to allow them the space to use their gifts as well. Yeah, what I like about that advice is, um, you know, focusing on that mission. What I kind of hear the hope in that is, you know, um, you know, if other pastors are listening, it's like this, it still comes back to this mission that actually you were trained in seminary for. You may not have been trained, you know, Facebook might not have even existed when you went to seminary, but the mission is what you were trained. And all of that kind of still applies because we still have to preach the gospel. We still want to share the love of God. And we still do that in very similar ways. It's just mediated now in some new ways. And the truth of the matter is, those are probably going to change in another five years. So it's, we are going to have to go ask for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, but I think there's hope because in one sense, pastor, you know, you are prepared, you know, pastors, y'all are prepared. You were prepared for this because it's about the mission more than the tool, The you know, the tool can be learned or you can go find volunteers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and allow you know, it gives the space to other people to use their gifts for the glory of God and the good of the people, you know, and, and anything we can share. And, and yeah, there are things, you know, the joke, they didn't teach you this in seminary. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that wasn't taught in seminary. And like you said, wouldn't even been, it wouldn't even have been a thing to be taught because it wasn't even exi- in existence. Exactly. Um, but I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I mean, for, for all the, the chaos and confusion, um, we, we have been trained to share the gospel and, and we can find help to do those pieces that are just uh, a little scary for us as, as you know, sometimes they are for me too, for sure. Yeah. Um, I will just add that um, anybody, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, pointing, you know, painting this a little rosy right now. And, and uh, but I do know, I'll acknowledge that I know a lot of people are having a really tough go of it with digital ministry. And, you know, I acknowledge that pain is real and it is not always easy, uh, even knowing what the fundamentals are. So uh, I'll just mention that because I've seen an article going around from the Atlanta. We're recording this the last week of October and there's a a article going around the Atlantic uh, that is, that a lot of pastors are resonating with that is, uh, you know, kind of just not even knowing what to do next in this pandemic. Um, and so that is real as well. Um, and so, uh, you know, we'll, if you can't find the hope right now and hearing this, we'll carry the hope for you until you're ready is what I'll say to all of those folks. Um, all right. Well, that is all the time we have. So I want to say thank you, Pastor Jen, for being our guest on how we do digital ministry. Make sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, Pastor Jen, how can our listeners find and follow you online? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, they can go to our website, Saint, and that's S-T, stjohnslutheran.church. They can follow us on Facebook, St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, and on Instagram, at St. John's Palm Desert. Yeah, and uh, you should really check out their Instagram because they're doing a good, uh, a fun series that I guess y'all are almost done with right now, but a fun series on meeting the staff and kind of uh, 
some of learning about the staff a little bit more than a traditional bio. So I've enjoyed those. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. We'd love to connect with you in other ways too. Uh, we would invite you to join our private Facebook group, which is cleverly titled How We Do Digital Ministry. It is a place where you can uh, share with other colleagues how you're doing digital ministry, ask questions, um, a good place to get help and advice in the other six days when we do not release a podcast. So uh, the link is in the show note. Please come join us over and uh, continue the conversation in, on Facebook. Until next week, I wish you all peace and blessings. <laughs>